thank you for joining us for our carol service online. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation that turned out rather different than expected? Well, some years back, me and the family travelled to Belgium for a great family weekend away around Christmas. The snow was falling. We had a beautiful house that we stayed in for the weekend. Our family lives all over the place, South Africa, UK, Holland. So actually coming together for a weekend was a real treat. And then it happened. Somebody else had brought a friend along. A tummy bug. And it started to circle around the family very rapidly over the weekend. One after another got sick, started throwing up. And what was supposed to be a really, really great weekend turned out to be rather tough. I sat in the car on the way back, said to Simona, Phew, I'm glad I missed that bug. Uh, and uh, five minutes later, I started throwing up on the way back. It was awful. Well, anyone else facing a slightly unexpected Christmas this year? I don't know about you, but uh, we've had a year full of unexpected things. Uh, many of us have faced uh, the cancellation of holidays, special family events, changes around jobs and other things. Well, did you know that the very first Christmas was a rather unexpected Christmas too? You see, for years, people have been praying for a Messiah to come. Now, in the time of Mary and Joseph, the Roman rulers had been occupying the nation for 60 years. Imagine 60 years. So for that time, the prayers for a saviour, a rescuer, were as fervent as ever. They were praying for a Messiah to come to deliver them from their oppressors. And the prophecies went that this saviour would be coming out of the line of David, the royal line, be born in Bethlehem. And people were looking out for the important families, the royal families, what might happen in this time. And no one expected that an angel would rock up to Mary's place. Mary was an ordinary girl. She was a poor girl. She was engaged to an ordinary guy, Joseph, and she lived in a tiny ordinary village, Nazareth. Not any national claim or fame could come out of Nazareth. And what happened was that Gabriel came to see her. And we can read in Luke that he greets her with the following greeting. He says, greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Now. Mary was greatly troubled when she heard that. She thought, the angel's got the wrong person. I don't know what he's on about. He must be the wrong place. I'm just Mary. Well, the angel knew where he was going and he starts to explain. He says to Mary, he says, you have found favour with God and you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Now, Mary is greatly baffled. She says, how could this be? I'm not even married yet. And the angel says, well, this will be no ordinary child. And this will be no ordinary birth. You will become pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, it just seemed like a dream come true, isn't it? An ordinary girl in an ordinary place, suddenly becoming the most famous mother of history. But just imagine the scenario with me for a moment. I don't think that story was all as dreamy as we thought it would be. Imagine being Mary, going to her parents and explaining that she is pregnant 
and then facing Joseph. She uh, explains that there's been no man involved, but that this is a miracle from God. Well, I'm sure her parents would have raised their eyebrows and said, well, that surely will be the first time in history, Mary. Um, Joseph clearly didn't get it because we can read that he was about to break off the engagement and leave her. And there's Mary, this wonderful promise. The whole town starts to gossip about this knocked up teenage girl. And Joseph is about to break off the engagement. This suddenly seems a lot less dreamy than it could be. There is shame, there is misunderstandings, and there is trouble. Well, when you're in that same situation, what would you do? What would you do when all your dreams and hopes would suddenly be dashed? Life takes a sharp turn and it turns out to be a nightmare. What would you do if all your hopes and dreams start to come to an end? Well, perhaps 2020 has been a year like that for you. Perhaps it's been a year where many things have been cancelled, many dreams have been dashed and many hopes have been crossed. What would you do in a situation like that? Now, we can read that Mary has a, a rather surprising response. We can read in Luke 1 verse 38 that she says, well, I am the Lord's servant. I mean, the word servant here means slave. She is throwing in her all with God. And she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Mary surrenders. Yes, life has taken a sharp turn that she could not foresee. But she is trusting the one who's sitting behind the steering wheel. Joseph had received a message from an angel in a dream that the pregnancy that Mary was going through was really from the Holy Spirit. They get married and they're awaiting the arrival of their first child. Now, I remember awaiting the arrival of our first child. We were running around trying to sort everything and then we just sat and waited. Well, no such luck befell Mary. We can find out that near the end of her pregnancy, they receive news and it's bad news. Augustus Caesar, who was a ruler around that time, uh, had decreed that everyone had to go and be registered in their uh, place of origin. Now, in Joseph's case, this was Bethlehem and Bethlehem was a 90 mile travel. Pregnant or not, they had to go. And these 90 miles were not 90 miles in a shock-free car up the A1. No, these were hills and, and, and deserts and forests with unpaved roads on a donkey's back. It would have been raining during the day and freezing at night around that time. Uh, bandits could have been uh, hidden uh, to, to, to come and rob them. Or if not bandits, it would have been bears or lions. Uh, they would have had to... Like, uh, bring some old dry bread with them to eat on the way because there's no dry fruits, no hotels to sleep in. They had to spend the night in the open air. Uh, I mean, these were very, very dangerous travels. Not the kind of thing you want to be doing when you're about to give birth. Now, when they arrive, things get really bad because Mary's about to go into labour and Joseph is trying to find a place for them to spend the night. And uh, not just to spend the night, but to be able to give birth. Now, I remember the arrival of our third child. Uh, we had a planned C-section. Now, this seemed to be the most organised event ever. We would have turned up and the baby would have been delivered that day. It all seemed rather straightforward. Until there was no space. No bed available and no space in the operation room. So we were waiting. And at that moment in time, Simona started to go into labour. 
And the reason why we had a planned C-section was because it would have been a dangerous delivery. So at that moment, I started to feel the pressure. I was about to barge in to tell people to make space for her. Now imagine how Joseph must have felt. Well, he finally finds a place and it's just a tumble old down stable. And uh, this is not the romantic stables that we can see depicted in our Christmas scenes. I mean, this was a stable with real holes in the walls where drafty wind came through, with real smelly poop on the floor and smelly animals, with real rats running around. I mean, just imagine Mary sitting there. This was not how she imagined it. And then when she gives birth, she swaddles the child in some cloths and put it in a gunky old feeding trough. Some shepherds rock up to celebrate the birth. Not royal visitors. I mean, this is probably not what Mary imagined highly favoured look like. This was a rather strange event. And the strange events would continue. 40 days later, when they went to the temple to dedicate Jesus, an old man Simeon comes up to them and he says, Ah, a light for the Gentiles has arrived and the glory of Israel. And then he starts to, to prophesy over them. And then he starts to tell them he will be the ruler on the throne of David. But then he says a rather strange thing. He says, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And then he says, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. It's a strange event. Now, how would we respond to all these things? Well, it says that Mary treasured all these things and stored them up in her heart. She wondered what this could be. Well, things would turn out rather different than expected. About 33 years later, Mary would be standing at the foot of a cross. Jesus being exalted, not on a throne, but hanging on a cross between criminals not wearing a golden crown, but a crown of thorns. At that moment, all the promises that she received just seemed a mirage of delusion. What had happened to the promises God had made her? What had happened to the message of the angel when she stood there and saw her own son die? It seemed like it was all pointless. But then, three days later, the most unexpected change of events in all of history took place when Jesus rose from the dead. And in one moment, he, he fulfilled all the promises that Mary had been given. She could not have expected it to happen this way. You see, Jesus had not come to be an earthly ruler. He had come to be a heavenly ruler. He had come to establish a kingdom, not an earthly kingdom, but a heavenly kingdom. He had come to rescue people, not just from their oppressors, but from the sin inside their hearts, from themselves. He had come to bring them hope, not temporary hope, but an eternal hope. Jesus had come to fulfill all the promises beyond our wildest expectations. Oh, my friends, I wonder what your response is when life takes a turn. What do you seek to put your hope in? Perhaps these things might stand the test of a year, maybe even a COVID crisis, maybe even a decade, but certainly not a lifetime. In the end, we will come to the end of our resources and then we'll find that all the things we put our hopes on this earth at some day will run out. 
Well, it's my hope this Christmas that you will find a hope that will not last for just a lifetime, but for an eternity. That's what Jesus has come to bring. And that's my hope that you will receive with Christmas. Let Jesus be your Messiah. Let him be your saviour. And if you have already chosen so, all the more reason to celebrate together. Yes, life is full of unexpected surprises, but Jesus is with us all the way and he will fulfill all his promises beyond our wildest expectations. My dear friends, I wish you a happy, merry Christmas.